In today's episode, once again, we speak to the beautiful and charming Makosi. Makosi is known as the Royal Shaman, is the world leading African shaman specializing in energetic alignment and human potential. She mentors high performing individuals to create a powerful transformation in their wealth and impact. Called a spiritual guide for empire builders, Makosi turns entrepreneurs into conscious leaders. And today we're talking to her about how to shift out of the time for money paradigm. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the charming, the um, fantabulous Makosi. Welcome, Makosi. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited for our topic today. It's going to be good. It is going to be fantastic. But before we talk about that, Makosi, everyone's heard once again how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yeah. So these days I work with some of the most incredible conscious entrepreneurs and visionaries, and I support them in transformation and transcendence. I really help them to bring their greatest gifts into the world and really answer their highest calling to create change in their industries, change in the world, and also live a life full of passion and purpose and of course, prosperity. Of course. Well, today's topic is going to be, you know, right up that alley then, then how to shift from, uh, how to make the shift from time for money paradigm. And this is quite important, I think quite potent um, topic for us, because a lot of people who listen to this podcast tend to be, tend to be from, from the corporate background, because I am, I'm from the corporate background too. And I know in the corporate world, we do a trade time for money. That's the way we've learned. And actually, most schools teach that kind of way that you trade time for money. And so you go for, you know, you get this education, then you go for a job and you do nine to five. And you get after the, you know, after you've done, you know, slaved away for a month, you know, you get a certain amount of money. That's what you're worth. How how do you help your clients to shift from that um, you know, time for money paradigm? So there's quite a few different ways. One of them is for them to begin really evaluating their value in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and also how they perceive their own value. So why this matters and and what really the difference is, is that you've probably heard this idea of like, charge what you're worth. Yes, of course. Everybody's heard that. And it's complete bollocks, right? It's complete BS. You cannot charge your worth because you have infinite worth. We agreed. 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 You can't put a dollar amount on that, right? Mm. So we need to understand what the value is of what we're offering in the world, separate from who we believe that we are um, Mm. worth, right? So- The reason why that matters is because 
the value of what we offer is going to be dependent on somebody else's perspective. Yes. Right. So like I have a, I have a cup of uh, Starbucks coffee here Mm -hmm. right now. Right. So for someone like me, I carry an identity that says I value this coffee enough, this fancy bougie coffee enough to pay $5 and 85 cents for it. Right. Mm -hmm. But to another person, they might look at that and scoff. And be like, why would you spend $5.85 on that when you could just make it at home mm. for a dollar? Neither one of them is right or wrong. Yes. Okay. So it's the same thing with you and what you're offering, the gifts that you're bringing, mm. the, the genius, the skills, so on and so forth. Because who you are offering them to, they may have different perspectives. Mm. So I will tell you, I'm, I'm well known in my industry because I, it's quite a lot of money to work with me. (laughs) If you want to work with me one-on-one, you're looking at about $50,000 a day to start. And I'm known for, you know, charging over a hundred thousand dollars work with me. And that's because the people that I serve with that gift value what I do Mm -hmm. at that level. However, if I go and I'm trying to sell that very, like the very same thing to someone who doesn't have the same mindset, the the same perspectives on the world, the same um, identity, for example, maybe someone who's just starting their business, that would seem insane to them to invest $100,000. And so there's a lot of people who are making this transition and don't understand that sometimes they're just in the wrong room or sometimes they're just selling their offer to the wrong person. Yeah. When you are now stepping into entrepreneurship, there's other things that you also have to begin considering, mm-hmm. right? Essentially, it's the cost of if I take this client, mm-hmm. the potential that I'm losing right? Mm -hmm. If I spend time with this client, there is a lot of other money that I'm Mm -hmm. potentially missing out on, right? FOMO. And are you talking about mm -hmm. in in terms of FOMO, fear of of missing out? No, not fear of missing out. Like, for example, I have, let's say I have a one-on-one client. And in order to to work with that one-on-one client, let's say I spend mm, four hours Mm -hmm. in that month. And let's say I charge them $10,000 for that four hours a month. Mm -hmm. But if I have a group program Mm -hmm. that maybe is completely scalable, I could make 50,000, right? So we have to start detaching our idea of if I spend this amount of time on something, it automatically has to equal this amount of money. And it's very difficult to do that. I think when you first come in, especially from a corporate world, because you're that you know we used to think, okay, what's your hourly rate? What's your hourly rate? I mean, I did. I had an hourly rate which wasn't for me. It was for for my clients. I, you know, being a lawyer, and this is way back. It was five hundred pounds. I think I, I checked. It was five hundred pounds. I didn't know. I was. I checked. And it was five hundred pounds. But I know that I was. Uh, I, I was contracted for a certain number of hours, and I had. A, a very very comfortable paycheck. Obviously, I, I didn't get five hundred pounds an hour, but I I did get a very um you know very healthy paycheck, 
So it quite, but that did equate to a certain number of hours because that, that, you know, that would be divided by, I used to be 80, 90 hours. So it would divide by that. And actually, if you only divide the amount of money I was making by the hours, it wasn't that much money <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. But that's what we're used to, you know, like, okay, I'm now senior. So I should be making more money per hour. So you increase about 10%, 20%. And that's where we, we, we kind of think we're kind of stuck there. Whereas what you're saying is, and exactly what I agree with, as an entrepreneur, you should be able to go ahead and say, okay, if I make $10 an hour, how can I make that into $1,000? You know, quantum leap it forward. And you can do, and you can leverage time and leverage uh, you know, leverage um, your resources. But this is a concept that a lot of people who are very successful in the corporate world struggle with when it comes to um, the entrepreneurship land because they have their identity entangled um, with their profession and the profession dictates that they are worth a certain number of, um, you know, a certain amount of dollars or pounds per hour. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And I think also you have to consider in that, what is, what is the goal? Mm. Right. So if you are, and by the way, I'm not demonizing charging money for your time. If, there's a, there's a one caveat here. If it's only ever going to be you mm. <laughs> and you want to cap how much you make, mm. if you, if you want a limitation and you basically just want to own your job, then it's actually perfectly fine. But when you become an entrepreneur, a large portion of your role now is actually to work on the business, not in the business. Mm. That's the difference. So working on the business looks like doing things, thinking about things, um, cultivating bigger relationships, marketing, planning, so on and so forth, that don't have anything to do with you serving a client directly, right? Mm. And the higher up that you go in business, higher up meaning the more people that you bring onto your team and the more that you evolve into a leader, the more valuable that your time needs to become, right? Mm. But if we are just stuck on, you know, I, I have clients who are psychologists and they're like, you know, as a psychologist, this is all I can charge. And I'm like, yes, but now you are an entrepreneur. You own, <laughs> you own clinics that employ other people, right? So yeah. you need to be also paid, not for just working with clients. You need to be paid for the time that you're able to spend forecasting and moving the business forward and, yeah. and learning marketing and spending you know time in um, meetings, cultivating relationships with potential affiliates and, and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So this is this is a very, it's a very different paradigm and a very different identity, a very mm -hmm. different way of needing to see yourself in order to be successful in business. And Honestly, that's why I work with people on the identity level and, mm. and why I've expanded to mostly group. I don't take on hardly any one-on-ones mm. because this is the block that I see most people struggling with. They're holding on to the identity of I'm the doctor, I'm the yes. lawyer, I'm yes. the sales consultant, mm -hmm. you know, uh, marketing expert. And they haven't been able to make that shift into, no, I'm the visionary. I'm the one who is innovating. I'm the one who is creating opportunities yeah. for others. And that is actually the priority over 
just delivering for that client. So what you're saying is, you know, they need to work on the business, not inside of it. And far too many entrepreneurs who come from the corporate world, especially um, because they're used to being an employee, they have that employee mindset, they get entangled with, with their in their role, their profession, and they just they basically just get employed from themselves. So they 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 you know instead of their boss employing them, now they've employed them, and they just take on another job, and they don't realize that they have to work on the business, and they won't be able to do that unless they find creative ways to serve more people in the same amount of time, and this is absolutely critical. Otherwise, they can't break free. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. What, you know, what about um, something else that I, 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 I find is a lot of the people have worked so hard for so many years for these professions. Uh, you know, for example, I've oh God, I, I, I did so many years of study and I, I'm dyslexic, by the way. So it makes even more uh, <laughs> surprising that I'm not working as a practicing as a, as a lawyer. But if you have so many years of uh, study under your belt and you've taken that loans to get to where you are, you are very proud of your achievements that I made it. I'm now accountant. I'm a doctor. I'm a this. I'm that. Whatever you are, and then when you're letting go of that, you know, identity and trying to move on to the business one, there's an element of discomfort. There's an element of no, but I worked so hard for this. You know, I'm still a this. And I, is that? And you never stop being a lawyer. Like I'm, I'm a lawyer. I'm lawyer in three jurisdictions. I'm never gonna stop being a lawyer. I just don't practice as one and I don't want to practice as one and I don't have to practice as one I make a lot more money without being practicing as one but it's it, it's we, they can't separate the two and that's when you know their self-worth is even entangled in that how do we separate or how do you help your clients separate their own identity from their professional identity I think this actually starts in childhood because we start asking children what they want to be when they grow up, mm-hmm. not who they want to be. Yeah. Right. That's a profound question. Actually, we always ask, what do you want to be? Not who you want to be. Yes. So we can't go back in time and fix that. Uh, we can do better for our children. I don't ask my son what he wants to be. I ask him who he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And, but we can start asking ourselves that who do I desire to be? And most people will think, oh, I want to be this. I want to be this title. No, that a title is a what, right? A title is a what. Who you desire to be are characteristics, mm. right? Characteristics. I want to be, I want to be devoted. I want to be passionate. I want to be, um, I want to be loving. I want mm. to be nurturing. I want to be inspiring. I want to be, and so on and so forth. And when we start looking at that, we can start looking at where we already are those things. So it's a matter of misplaced identity Mm. where we've put so much pressure and value on our title and the what, instead of beginning to recognize and value in ourselves as well as others, the characteristics, who we are, Mm. because that's actually what's having the most impact. 
I'm going to give you a great example of this. Let's use the doctor because we keep bringing up the doctor and I was pre-med. And so I was going to be a doctor (laughs) and I had to go through my own inner stuff around not becoming a doctor when all my friends became doctors. But I think we've all been to a doctor that was just doing their job. Yes. (laughs) I'm sure we have. That definitely left an impact, but probably not the one that that doctor wanted to leave. Agreed. Right? Mm-hmm. But there have been other instances, I hope, that you've at least had one experience with a doctor who, keyword here, who was empathetic, mm. insightful, yeah, curious, yeah, so on and so forth, right? It's those characteristics that are what carry the most weight. They are what carry the most value. Mm-hmm. So in a corporate paradigm, we are taught that our value is just on what, right? On what we're able to do, the skills that we have. Mm-hmm. But genius, genius comes about because of who you are, mm-hmm. who you are when you're doing it, right? There are lots of um, incredible coaches out there. Some of them probably who are better at coaching than me. Mm. <laughs> in fact, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I am not the best coach in the world. I don't claim to be. Mm. However, what people are investing in when they work with me is in who I am. Yes. In that I'm going to catalyze them, in that I'm going to hold space for them in a very deep and intimate way. Mm. That I'm going to listen to them, that I'm going to probably be one of the only people in their lives who's ever seen them for who they truly are. Right. Mm. That's invaluable, right? That's the thing that differentiates you from anyone else. And Mm -hmm. that's when you can charge a premium. (laughs) That's when you get loyalty, people coming back again and again and again, because with a skill set, I can, I can almost guarantee you like, um, as a lawyer, probably when you first started, you were probably really slow (laughs) And it took you a long time to do things. Yeah. And over time, you get you get better at it. Yeah. You get more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. There's only so much time. You can only get so efficient, mm-hmm. right? However, your characteristics transcend that efficiency. Yeah. They transcend time. They carry more value. When it comes mm-hmm. to time, as an entrepreneur... Most of the time, your your clients want the result in as short of a time as possible, right? It's much better. Like if I told you, I'm going to help you create a million dollar business and I'm going to do it in three months for $10,000, right? Versus if someone tells you, I'm going to help you create a million dollar business in 10 years for $10,000, which one are you going to take? Obviously the great one. Obviously, you're going to take the one that helps you get to that result in the shortest amount of time, right? But then when you start factoring in the experience that a person's going to have of you, with you, right? That's when you become a party of one. There's Mm. the only one, right? People who want to work with me, they can't get me anywhere else, Mm. You might be able to get coaching from someone else. Sure. 
but the the experience the offer that i've that i've created is an extension of who i am mm. and that's it's profound subtle but mm. very profound difference it is it is it is and i think we need to get out of what i am and go into analyzing deep within ourselves who we are who we want to be in the coming future and how can we allow people to benefit from who we are and then we charge um, accordingly and everyone invests in themselves especially when it comes to coaching and mentoring i think i i always say this that you're investing in yourself what you're able to receive from your mentor is up to you if you don't, you do due diligence and your, your mentor's half. I mean, there are some shady people out there. Let's not let's not beat about the bush. Um, there's loads of and I and I keep talking about this, but these bro bro, you know, you know, bro bro marketing gurus, so so to speak, have made so much of money, and they honestly they need to be behind bars. Um, you know, they are some lots of shady people like that around. Plenty of them, but vast majority that I've come across, like there's a few that I have, and I've been burnt as well, by the way, uh, especially when it comes to marketing and ads and so forth. But when it comes to actual genuine people, the average person, the, the, the average coach that I meet, it doesn't matter what they're teaching or how they're serving their clients, they come from a space of love. As long as you found someone that you think is genuine and honest, then it's your inability to receive, not the coach's inability to give. And that's that's a big, big uh, definition. And I think a lot of the times, uh, especially when we're, uh, when we're starting early on, we want to give to everybody and we forget we can give to everybody, but not everyone will receive. And I'm going to give an example here. Um, I, I, I'm a money coach and I'm a money mindset person and I can help people to a certain level, but people still sometimes fall into their old patterns. There's an example that comes to mind. There's an individual who's, who's, who's bugged me so much. And after, you know, after 10 months of having a great, great experience, the person the individual went into, you know, what I would say spiraling downwards and all the work we did over the last 10 months went kibbutz. To the point where I had to remove myself. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can no longer serve you. You are on the path to self-destruct. Until you make the decision to receive from me again, until they make the decision to come back on track, I am not going to take responsibility for your decisions and where you are. And you know, I mean, I wish you the best of luck, but it's it's shocking because they can't receive from you. And it's, I mean. I think this is why we as coaches as well, we have to be very careful which clients we accept. Um, and I'm very, very careful, but you know, there is the 2% mark, which, you know, this oddball that, you know, some, you know, sort of falls through. And I think it's understanding your value for who you are and then allowing yourself to move away from, okay, I'm a coach. I should charge $500 an hour. You know, I, I love that you bring up this example because I also had an example and it, it taught me something mm. about what you can do to actually get the most out of any coaching or mentoring mm-hmm. or courses even. Because in, in our industry, there's certain standards that are really quite sad um, yeah. that most people actually don't end up getting results. And most of that is not because they don't have amazing teachers who know yeah. what they're talking about. It is mainly an inability to receive. Yeah. And the most common expression of an inability to receive that I hope anyone listening to this can start reflecting on if they're doing this is trying to control 
and hold certain expectations of how you should receive that information and and what information that you should receive, Mm. right? So I had a similar experience with a client who said, you know, um, you know, I'm having, I'm self-destructing and you should be doing this, this, and this. Mm. And I, I took a step back and I thought to myself, well, if you knew what it was that you needed in order to get to the next place, then why have you not done it? Because mm. clearly you don't know what it is that you need in order to get to the next place, right? So yeah. when you do choose a mentor or a coach um, or a teacher and they are supplying you with the tools, right? You simply need to ask the question of how do I utilize these tools? Mm. How can I take what this what this guide is giving me right now and apply it in my life right now? Mm. The biggest difference that I see for people who are just starting a business versus um, have accelerated, you know, and, and are already doing fairly well in their business is that the ones that have been that are doing really well, they tend to realize is that they, they actually don't need a lot in order to get there. Yeah. When you're starting a business, you feel like you need all the things <laughs> like yeah. I need you to give me everything. Mm-hmm. And those for me are the absolute worst client because mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, I don't have it in me to give you everything there. We have YouTube, we have Google, go find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these are the key things that you need to work on. Right. And when you understand that the success comes in implementing and, and integrating 1%, like the book Atomic Habits is so good. Yeah. I love it's that, that implementation of 1% each day that builds the momentum to create the success that you want. It's not, you know, I need the whole kit and caboodle of knowledge and business. No, it's an accumulation of skills and beliefs and practice over time mm-hmm. that accumulates to create the result that it, that it is that you want. Fantastic. And on that note, we're going to wrap up now. So Makosi, tell us, where can we find you on the internet? How can we connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or YouTube at The Royal Shaman or my website, theroyalshaman.com. Fantastic. So if you're listening to us on a podcast, the the links that Makosi's just mentioned would be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we have the links to the ones you just mentioned as well. Go check her out. She is amazing. She is a co-energy um, worker like myself and a phenomenal shaman by the sounds of it. Check her out and uh, do leave us a review and tell us how you know what you thought of today's episode. Um, thank you so much, Makosi, for being so open and candid and being and just being so generous with your time and talking to us today. We had an absolutely fantastic time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to hear from some of your listeners on what they took away from this episode. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to me and Makosi today. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Golkan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.